Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors are back on the winning side of things. They beat the Dallas Mavericks 119-113 at home at Chase Center. And they were basically playing a Mavericks team that without Luka, without Christian Wood, uh, they're basically a lottery team, right? The Mavs are one of the teams in the NBA, probably the one real playoff team in the NBA that if they lost their main star, they just don't have enough talent to to even make a dent in a, a playoff or even play and run. But this was a game that the Warriors kind of had to have. And honestly, I've said that a bunch this season because in this up and down year, it's always like they're just always on the precipice of falling too far back. And this was one that they really, really needed. They came out strong. They looked like a team that was energized being at home. But ultimately, uh, despite winning, Steph Curry got hurt. He tweaked his knee. Anthony Slater of The Athletic pointed out on Twitter that that's the same left leg that he hurt uh, in Denver when he kicked his leg out and got fouled on a three. And on this one, he's playing some defense, uh, moving laterally on a drive, and he got a knee into his knee or right below his knee, I believe, and it pushed his knee in. And as we all know, knees go forward and backward, not left and right. They don't bend that way. So the x-rays at this point have proven negative. But an MRI is scheduled to show if there's any real damage in there. And far be it for me to speculate, but we all know that if Steph is out for an extended period of time, this team is, you know, in rough waters. Obviously, they played up and down, but they had some good stretches of playing without Steph when they were back at home in late December, early January. But the way things are moving, you know, uh, it'll be it'll be tough no matter what. You know, it's not all of a sudden like, oh, he's out. We'll be fine. I mean, it's one thing if you're 15 games above 500. It's another thing if you are just one game and treading water. Draymond Green, he showed his value in this one. He missed the Denver game. And you just see what you miss when he's not there. Just the defensive savvy, the smarts, the direction, and then just the offensive motor and the the attitude, you know? So it was great to see him in this kind of just get back into the flow of things, right? He tweaked his knee or his leg, his right leg in this one too, towards the end. And I hope that's not a big deal. We'd been told that he missed the Denver game because of a calf issue and honestly, weren't sure uh, if it was really that bad or if we should just believe the the Warriors coaching staff and medical staff and training staff and when they said it was a day-to-day thing. And okay, obviously it was. Thank God. When I saw him in the starting lineup, I was like, thank God. you know. And having him, it just made this team obviously feel a lot more complete at home. He played 32 minutes, six for 13 from the field, was three for three from three until he missed his next four. So he was three for seven overall from three. Hit both his free throws, nine boards, three blocks, 17 points plus two. 
that's a beautiful Draymond Green game. And I hope that if he got nicked up a little bit, that it's just minor because as we know, this Warriors team can't win without Draymond Green. We saw it all last season when he was out with his calf slash back issue. And they can't win without him. They can't go far without him at all if he's not there. Same goes for Steph. I would argue that while obviously Steph is, you know, the Warriors' best player and all that stuff, I would argue that the Warriors can tread some water without Steph. We've seen it. And we also have someone like Jordan Poole, who for all of his faults and poor decisions and dribbling the ball out of bounds and off his foot and falling over, at least there is some one on this Warriors bench who can you know, simulate what he does. There's no one on the Warriors who can simulate what Draymond does on defense. And defense has been a big issue for this team uh, throughout. Steve Kerr went with Kevon Looney back in the starting lineup, sending Jordan Poole back to the bench. And I thought that was a fine idea. You know what I mean? I thought uh, the Jordan Poole thing in the starting lineup was okay. It did have some quick starts, but I never really thought it was going to last a really, really long time. And I think it just works better this way. Uh, Looney was was excellent, got some big boards in this one, especially late. Only played 19 minutes, four for six from the field. Seven boards, two steals, 10 points. Take it. Awesome. To Michael Green, <laughs> he got some minutes in this one. 16 minutes, six for seven from the field, one for two from three, uh, one for two from the line, five boards, three assists, one steal, two blocks, 14 points. Excuse me? It, where's this guy been? <laughs> I mean, if, if it really was the injury and the illness that you know made him kind of come back renewed and refreshed, that's one thing. But let's be honest. I'm pretty sure he hears all the chatter about the Warriors needing to trade for a better center or find a better center on the buyout market. You know what I mean? And if that's the case, you know, if the Warriors are trying to improve that spot on their bench, then Jermichael Green is a guy that they would probably either jettison or include in a trade package going the other way. So he played an inspired game. Yeah, he's he's playing for his job, so that's something that I'm more than happy to see from him. Not going to overreact to one game from him, but you know, if he can do this, I mean, again, the the Mavericks without Christian Wood and without Luca, it's just not a very good team. And this is a team that's also not very big, so Jermichael Green can have some success down low against these guys. If he can string some of these together, then it's like okay, you know. Is he proving that the Warriors don't need to trade for a Kelly Olynyk or a Jakob Pertl? You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll see. Again, if he can do this, great. That's promising. But, you know, so it goes. 
NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Is Steph going to go for 30? Is Clay going to hit five threes? Is James Wiseman going to play? Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. We saw again in this game, the Warriors kind of almost cough up their lead. They were clearly shook a little bit when Steph went out and Dallas came after them. And let's face facts. This is how it's going to be the rest of the season, plain and simple. This is the Warriors' reputation, that they can cough up leads. I guarantee you, Jason Kidd, you know, the killer he was on the court, he's like, keep coming at these guys, especially once Steph went out, because they will fold. They will cough up leads because they've done it. The Warriors have over the last couple weeks and throughout the season. So not only are the Warriors hunted as the champs and the team that everybody gets up for to knock them off, they're also walking around with another target on their backs, teams knowing that they can choke, bottom line. you know. So it's like they're coming after you, and then even if you build up a 20-point lead, they know, they believe at least, that you're vulnerable to you know, letting that slip. So the Warriors are going to have to really, really battle from now until the All-Star break, from the All-Star break until the end of the season. Jonathan Kaminga, he had another good game. 20 minutes, six for 11 from the field, only one for four from three, two boards, one assist, 13 points, brought the energy as usual, had some really, really impressive uh, drives and attacks to the basket. And I just like seeing him develop more and more coming up next week. They get OKC at Chase Center on Monday. Then they go to Portland on Wednesday and on Saturday on another ABC broadcast, they get the Lakers at home. So, you know, I said, can the Warriors go five and one before the All-Star break? Right now, they are 1-0. and If we look at the 10 games that I've talked about before the All-Star break, where I was like, I hope, I would love if they went 7-3, and three. they are now 3-2. Uh, and two. So if they can go 4-1 and one against OKC, Portland, the Lakers, the Wizards, and the Clippers into the All-Star break, that would make me really happy. A lot of people don't believe they can. I'm not saying they will. <laughs> if they showed up the way we know they can, and if they looked like they were always mentally there, and if Steph can actually play, then they definitely have a shot. So just take it one game at a time. And, you know, Steph is the lone warrior representative at uh, the All-Star game. Who knows? He might not play if his knee is that bad. I know that's a couple weeks away, but still, hopefully his MRI doesn't come back showing anything too terrible. Uh, But in the long run, 
it's probably good for guys like Draymond and Clay, even though maybe you know they'd prefer to be there. Or it hurts their ego if they're not voted in or something. Ultimately, it might be just better for them, including Wiggins too, to just like get that time away. You know, not having to be at the All Star game, participate in All Star activities, all that stuff. Just get away mentally, physically walk away from a court for a little bit and recharge their batteries. I'm sure this season isn't really taxing for all of them. So uh, again, not necessarily a bad thing that they're not going to Utah. Anyway, fun game to watch except for Steph's injury, man. Just fingers crossed on that. I think that's what hangs over uh, all of this. He looked like he was pretty, you know, he was limping pretty bad when you're watching it on TV but it could have just been like a stinger or something. And hopefully, again, hopefully nothing's too sprained, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to go on Twitter and look at some of what these uh, sports doctors with the YouTube channel say about it. Because uh, again, it's one thing if the Warriors had a cushion of some kind, uh, but it's getting late. And if he's out for like, just like I said about Draymond, if he's out for like a month, if Steph is, then that uh, doesn't bode well for, for them trying to eke into the playoffs and avoid the plans, you know? So anyway, that's all I got. We'll go from there. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>